great Rowdy Roddy Piper once said, just when you think you have all the answers, the questions change. Welcome in to TGSR, Tough Guy Sports Radio. Nookie Bishop here, uh, Nookie Bishop Jr. here, along with BX Legend 28, my man. We, we, last week, this was a done deal. The Suns were supposed to wrap this up, and now it's 3-2 Milwaukee. What a difference a week makes. Boy, does it. Again, good to be on with you, my friend, as, as always. You know, and just like everything else in life, things change, but you and I, we're, we're still friends and we're still on. So Absolutely. nothing changes with us, just everything else around us. Absolutely. All right, let's do a quick rundown, and then we'll get into everything. So as we mentioned, NBA Finals. Team USA Basketball, are they in trouble? We'll see what's going on with the roster. We'll talk about where Damian Lillard might end up, a quick MLB check-in. Uh, we'll talk about this NHL expansion draft. A couple of big names are available for the Seattle Kraken. That's the best name in the NHL, yeah, Seattle yeah. Kraken. Love it. i got a couple names available for them. And you'll do a MMA, MMA wrap-up. And then, of course, we got a couple of uh, RIPs uh, for a couple of figures uh, that we know from the sports and not the sports world. But let's kick off, man. Milwaukee is up 3-2. Giannis coming through. Back-to-back 40-point games. I was wrong about him. Chris Middleton looking to be Scottie Pippen. I said he could never be a number two. He's not a superstar. I was wrong about him. I said that this was going to be a gentleman's sweep. 4-1 Phoenix. I was wrong about that. Everything I have assessed and predicted about this series is wrong. My friend, what the hell happened to this uh, gentleman's sweep by the Suns? They're down 3-2 now. Well, listen, we both wrong because I picked them in five. And I, at this point, I tell you, I hope they go seven because this series has been, I don't think anyone expected the series. I mean, a lot of people f- uh, felt that uh, Phoenix was the better team. So did I, you did also. Um, they had a better team set up, um, better coached, better players. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, that's why they play the games. Listen, at this point, Middleton is my MVP of the, uh, 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 of the series so far. I mean, they go into Phoenix, and listen, that crowd was on fire. I mean, yeah. it was, wow. I couldn't get over the energy that was pulling out in, in Phoenix uh, uh, the other night. And they, they came up with a 16-point lead, and that, that diminished. And they just came back, just kept making shots, making shots. If it's not Middleton, it's, it's, it's Holiday. I mean, Giannis did what he had to do, but, I mean, he, he was more the felicitator than he was anything else. I mean, he, I mean, he played well. Don't get me wrong. He had more points than anybody else. But it just seemed like whenever they needed points – it was Middleton and it was Holiday. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it just, I, I tell you, and, and it, it looked like Phoenix was shook. I mean, once they had the lead, I, you know, just for some reason, it just seems like Phoenix feels like we're going to be here and we're going to win. And I'm going to tell you what, what, listen, sometimes, you know, it becomes superstitious. I saw Bitch Ass was in the, in, in the stadium. Oh, my gosh. I, when I saw Bitch Ass, uh, a.k.a. LeBron James, I saw him there. <laughs> And I said, oh, here we go. They're going to fucking lose this game. You know, he couldn't keep his dumb ass away from the fucking stadium. Listen, go play with fucking Space Jam 2. Go do something else. Don't jinx the fucking team. He shows up there, you know, all blinged out. Yeah, I'm here to pick my boy. All Yeah, nice going. Nice going, guy. Because now, all of a sudden, now you're down three games to two. They're going back to Milwaukee. And I, I really want a game seven. But what I've seen for the last, listen, they won two in a row, Phoenix. And then they lost three in a row. So percentages, if you want to do cybergenics and all the rest of it, it, it would say that 
it easily would be a, a Phoenix win in Milwaukee, which, you know, they should have won one. I mean, the, uh, the last, the last game they played in Milwaukee, I mean, Chris Paul, you know, he loses the dribble at the last minute, you know, the honest with the big block, but listen, I tell you, uh, booty hole. And I'm, I'm going to have to call him that because he's for shit. I, I tell you, he's, he's, a, he, I just don't like him, but his play is uh, uh, representing him. And, and, and you know what, if everyone wanted him gone at the end of the season, if they win this, he's going nowhere. You know that. Yeah. You know what? They still might get rid of him. I, I mean, he was able to make the adjustments. We were screaming last week. Why is uh, Lopez guarding Chris Paul at the three-point line? So we always said that he doesn't make adjustments. He did make some adjustments, but here's my two things. One, Devin Booker, he's filling up the cup, but I think they're in love with threes too much. I know it's a Western Conference style. I know that's what you got to do to beat Golden State, but Golden State ain't in the finals. You got to fill up that cup with twos. That's one. The other thing is, again, uncharacteristic turnovers by Chris Paul, one of the best assist to turnover ratios in NBA history, uncharacteristic turnovers. And I think the guy is hurt. I don't think his wrist is fully healed. Um, He looks sluggish, uh, you know, coming past half court, they're picking him up full court and it's really going to be a problem for these guys. So again, I said there was no way that Milwaukee could win four out of the last five games. Well, they're about to prove me wrong. And uh, the Suns got their work cut out for them. Game six is Tuesday night. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. We got something between me and BX Ledge that we call an Apollo Creed game. An Apollo Creed game is an elimination game. We call it an Apollo Creed game from the Rocky movie series. Sylvester Stallone, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, he said, come on, Stallion, we'll work on this tomorrow. And Rocky said, no, no. Uh, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Rocky said, we'll work on it tomorrow, Apollo. And Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed goes, there is no tomorrow, Stallion. There is no tomorrow. So there is no tomorrow. And yep. uh, it's an elimination game. So we're going to see uh, what Milwaukee's got. We're going to see, um, you know, what uh, Phoenix has got. Well, and you, look. You, I'm, this, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Be, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Nookie, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that off. I, I have something interesting I got to say that I, I, I kind of picked up on the last game. But go ahead. Finish your thought. My problem. My bad. Absolutely. No, this series has just been so uncharacteristic. You would think that Milwaukee would win on their home court which is, you know, they disrupted that model when they won in Phoenix. But Phoenix will very well win in game six, force it at home. You would think they will win it. This thing is just dragging on. It's like, it's been like on for a month already. Like, get this shit over with. So, well, you know, they, I, I've said before, they were the luckiest team to get in there. You know, they, 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 they barely got by uh, uh, Brooklyn. You know, um, Atlanta took them, you know, gave them as much as they could for six games. But you know what? After watching the game and, watching a booty hole and the way he, he treats that team. It's like, they just there, you know, like they got good players. There's not a motive. You know, we expect motivation. You know, I, I, I see how Phoenix comes out and they amped. You don't see that with Milwaukee, but maybe that's because that's just Milwaukee's team. You know, maybe that's just something that we're not, ex- you know, we're not used to seeing. This is the finals. You're expecting guys to come out and just, just be hyped. They don't do that. They come out calm, cool, and collective. And let me tell you something. I do notice it in the game. Even though they were up by 16, 17 points, whatever that margin was, they didn't, they didn't freak out. They just kept hitting the twos. They kept driving. And then Middleton hitting this. And then and then uh, uh, it just, you know, just watching it. And it's just like they were just so, it was, they were like, I don't want to say they were in the zone, but they were just very laid back. 
Like the game, the game wasn't too big for them. They knew they could still come back and win this. So maybe it is an issue with booty hole that he is actually, you know, taking this team to a different type of level where it's not where, Oh, you know, rah, 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 let's go out there. Let's win. They just came out and they just played one level straight across. And it was enough to, to get them three straight wins. Hey, you can't argue with it. If this is how he's coaching and this is what he's doing, then by all means, keep doing it. And that's why there's no adjustments, my friend. Why would you make adjustments if you're winning? So he's not really coaching. He's just putting those guys out there. You know, he, he's, he's they're bringing guys in and out. And let me tell you, I, from what I watch from Milwaukee, they're not a team that you want to hate. I like them. Just a few things I can't take. Listen, at, at this point, really, P.J. Tucker, stop bitching about every fucking call. Everything is a complaint. Yo, do me a favor. If you're going to complain about something, give me more than three points a game. I understand you're the defensive specialist, but come on, man. Seriously. Every time there's a foul, he's like, who, me? Yeah, you're the guy who just knocked him on his ass. Of course it's you. And the other guy, I tell you, I got I to tell you, I got to shout out to him. I, Bobby Portis, crazy eye killer. Listen, this guy is great. Yo, his eyes, I, I, you know, we're not on video right now, but our eyes are all on. Listen, you don't, I'm, don't go in the lane against him. Don't do it. Because crazy eyes killer is coming at you. He's, he just am. Yo, he has this look that you touch him, he's going to kill you. And it, it's, it really is, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable watching these guys because, you know, we expected, you know, we expected a, just a, a, a lopsided series. And you know what? It's actually happening that way, but not towards the Suns. It's happening towards Milwaukee. Milwaukee is the better team. Obviously, they're up three games to two. And again, I want to see game seven because this has been an enjoyable series. I, I'm not even going to sit here and say, oh, I said it before that Milwaukee shouldn't be there. No, Milwaukee should be there because Phoenix is definitely the better team and they're beating the better team. They're be and, and, and the problem with Phoenix too is Phoenix is not scoring when they need to score. You know, Devin Booker is putting up big points. You know, uh, Chris Paul, I mean, he, he had 40 points. Chris Paul's, you know, adding 21 points. Aiden is 20 points, but they just... You have one team that's playing straight across the board evenly the whole game. How can you? How can you beat? How can you beat a team like that? How can you? How's, how can a team lose like that? It's, it's just to watch them is, is really enjoyable. And I, I, I be honest with you, I, at this point, I kind of want Milwaukee to win. I mean, Absolutely. it's just it's just you know the better team is winning, and Giannis is 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 can can score in that paint whenever he wants. I'm really tired of hitting three free throws, but listen, he's in there and he can. Who's going to stop him? You know, exactly. so at this point, you know, if Milwaukee, Milwaukee wins the next game at home, that place is going to be crazy. If they win the next game at home, then you know what? They deserve it. But if they do lose and it goes to a game seven, and we saw two game sevens already, uh, 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 Brooklyn lost in the game seven and so did Philly. Yes. I don't think Phoenix will lose in the game seven at home. I'm just saying, but no. anything is possible. Absolutely. Now, listen, you want a game seven I don't. I want this thing to be done in six games. You want to know why? Well, yes, yes. I was going to bring that up. Go ahead, my friend. Because like one-fourth of the USA Olympic yes. basketball team is playing, and I need these guys to get a couple days rest. Yes. So let's uh, see what happens. So Bradley Beal, off the team, COVID protocol. Uh, let's see, Kevin Love, off the team, COVID protocol. So let's go. No, down. not Kevin Love. He hurt his knee. He hurt his ankle. Kevin Kevin Love had an injury. That's right. Yes. So let's go down the roster as it exists right now. Team USA lost to Nigeria, then lost to Australia. They did get a, a victory uh, before they uh, went ahead and went over to uh, to Tokyo. But let's go over this roster. I don't know. This is like the island of misfit toys. I don't know if we got enough to beat the world. 
I, listen, I, I, I honestly, I, I, you know, from their roster, they, they do have, but you, again, like you, you hit on it perfectly. They're missing most, they're missing a quarter of their roster. So it's, it's kind of difficult to go against the world with a quarter of what you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. So we got uh, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker in the NBA finals, Kevin Durant, who's been doing yeoman's work. Jeremy Grant is in there. We got, uh, and that's a uh, Bowie Maryland's own right here from the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia. So shout out to him. Draymond Green, uh, Drew Holiday in the NBA finals. Keldon Johnson, he's uh, doing work. He's out of uh, University of Kentucky and he plays with the Spurs. Must be nice to have your uh, coach as your coach for the Olympics. Zach Levine, the high flyer from the Chicago Bulls. Dame Lillard, we'll talk a little bit about him in a minute from the Blazers for now. You know who's on the Olympic team? JaVale McGee. I uh, did not know that. He is- uh, I think he replaced a, a love, I think. That is correct. Mm -hmm. So they need the height, they need the uh, length. He's an NBA champion, seven footer. And uh, we'll see what goes on with that. Chris Middleton in the NBA finals. He's on the Olympic roster. Jason Tatum, young fellow, we're gonna need you to, to go ahead and step it up and we'll see if there's any other uh, additions right there. Of course, a pop. Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright, uh, coach from Philadelphia, or um, uh, from, uh, excuse me, uh, from uh, Villanova University, which is in Philadelphia. He's uh, on the team uh, as an assistant coach and some others as well. So tough guy. I mean, it's hard to do, right? Like say uh, you're in the construction business and say you got you guys, you got some crew, but you're missing three guys. And then you got a a task on the a deadline pressure and the three new guys comes in. It takes a little time for everybody to get together and get on the same page. You think they're going to have enough time to get on the same page and beat the likes of, uh, you know, who's in their group and then go on uh, for this gold medal for basketball. Well, you know what? That's why these guys get paid the money they get paid. I mean, they're in group A, they're, they, they're, they're, their division is, is the Czech Republic. They got France and Iran and it's them. Group B is Australia, Germany, Italy, Nigeria. Group C is Argentina, which I always think they're the favorites for some reason. Japan, Slovenia, and Spain. So listen, you know, I, I, it's, it's difficult, you know, when, when they joined, they probably said, well, you're going to have this guy, you're going to have that guy. So they all said, okay, no problem. So, you know, they decided to do it. They just picking up a little bit, you know, most of the, 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 these guys now, and, and like you said, their first real game would be July 25th. Now, if the go seven games, the seventh game will be, if it's the 25th, this seventh game will be finished on the 22nd. So that's three days. So that's what, one day of travel, probably an, uh, another day of the acclimate. So you know what? You're going to win this. You're going to celebrate. I don't even know how you're going to celebrate because you're going to, as soon as you win this, you got to jump on the plane and then shoot over to Japan. Yeah. So at this point, I, I really believe that, you know, Phoenix needs to win this. Um, and, 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 you know, if Phoenix, if Milwaukee needs to win this in six. If it does go to seven, these guys are going to be, they're going to be shot. Yeah. You know, if you're expecting, you're expecting Middleton, you're expecting Booker to, to help with the team. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. If they go seven, then you can't see, I can't see United States winning this. So, you know, depending on, the, on their scheduling. And from what I'm looking at the scheduling is their first game would be, um, would be on the 25th. And it, it's against, it would be against France. Right. That's eight o'clock. And then the next game after that would be um, the 28th, and that's against um, uh, Iran. Okay. So, you know, maybe they can squeak by and hopefully then, you know, you still have to acclimate these guys with the rest of the team. Yeah. 
that's another problem. You know, they, just because they're great players doesn't mean that they, you know, they all have their own skill sets. They all have you used to playing with everybody, you know. So now you're playing with guys that you haven't played with before. You know, they can be friends all they want, but it doesn't mean that they, they're going to do it. So I, I'm hoping it's, you know, so you you want Milwaukee to win and then you want them to shoot over there. And you get a couple of days to enjoy themselves and then try the Olympics. You know, but this year is going to be tough. If they go seven, then I, 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 it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But you know what? I have faith in our guys and I, I think they can do it. So gotcha. going to be very, very <laughs> tough, my friend, especially if it goes seven. So uh, it's already tomorrow in Japan today. So you lose that day. Then you have the air travel, which can be, you know, up to, to 12 hours, hopefully a, a non-stop uh, flight. I think, uh, you know, uh, Mark Cuban needs to lend them the Dallas Mavericks jet, let them go over to Japan and get those guys acclimated in there. Then the other thing is there have already been some positive COVID tests amongst athletes who are already in the Olympic Village. And we know that the USA basketball players have NBA security and they're sort of kept away uh, from everyone else. But this is uh, the times and days that we live in, my friend. So, you know, it's like people that you come in contact with at the games or in your bubble, then, you know, people on the plane, then you land and the whole nine yards. So it's going to be an uphill struggle, but I think that they can get out of the group, uh, you know, get into uh, the knockout stage and then see what happens from there. We're going to be very, very tough to get those. And, and then like you, like you hit on, you know, they, they have security. They, they have their protocols. You know, they, these, these guys are millionaires They're over there. And, you know, not every team that you're playing up against has that same, has the same facility, has the same structure that they have. So now if someone decides to come down with COVID and it screws up the team, listen, this could be, it can make a big difference on, on, on all their parts. So, you know, I, I, again, I, I think they can pull it off. You know, what they saw so far, and I know Popovich had a little, little incident he, he was uh, upset about it, you know, and, 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 and there's anyone to coach him. I, Popovich is, is, is the way to go, you know, yeah. and which I find to be funny too. Uh, Steve Kerr is also uh, a coach on the team. And there's, there's yes. some rumors, some rumors, my friend. Yes. Of yes. a certain player on the, the Olympic team that might be going to his team. So Absolutely. I, I, I kind of think that's a little, you know, that's a little funny, you know, no, no, what came first, the chicken and the egg. So did Steve Kerr say, well, you know what? I'm going to coach because Lillard's coming or did Lillard say, you know what? Let me go, go with, with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Steve Kerr and talk to him about going to Golden State, you know? So that's kind of funny there. Exactly. Yeah. Rumors coming out that uh, within the next three weeks, maybe after the Olympics, the Dame Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers will request a trade. Teams that are in the mix for him include your New York Knicks and the Golden State Warriors. The package that is being rumored about is Golden State's two number one picks for this year, seven overall and 14 overall, James Wiseman and the much-traveled Andrew Wiggins for Dame. Dame is from Oakland. Everybody loves an opportunity to go home. I think he's done everything he can do in Portland, and he wants to uh, move on. That would be uh, very enticing uh, in Golden State. You got Steph. You got Clay. Hopefully you keep Draymond and now Dame from half court all day, all night, man, that would be some exciting basketball. So where do you think Dame's going to end up when it's all said and done? Well, you know what? I, I when I saw this, I, I couldn't believe at Golden State because th that would be, I mean, I would love to. And I, I've, I've talked about this from the beginning of our podcast, my friend. I said, listen, if the, he is, he's somebody you want on your team. Um, Portland has no first round picks for, from last year and this season. He, they have none. You know, and they're talking about this is great. I, I couldn't believe this. They're talking about trading McCullen for Ben Simmons. Now, if I'm Lillard, why would I take my other scorer, get rid of him for someone who can't score, who can't shoot? 
I can bring the ball up half court. Why do, Why would I want this guy on my team? You got to be kidding me. I mean, if, if listen, if they made a trade like that, I sit out the season. I'm not doing it. That I'm definitely not doing. But if there's anybody that can pull this off, it would be Golden State. Because Portland needs, needs picks. They got no picks. So you're yeah. talking about the 7th and 14th pick. You're talking about Wiseman, which I think is, is a good player, you know. Now, you know how I feel about Andrew Wiggins. Listen, at that point, get rid of him. I, I don't, don't even need him there. Get rid of him. So if you can do that, I don't see why. If there's any team that can pull it off, it would be Golden State. That definitely would do it. The other teams was the Sixers and the Knicks. Okay, listen, let me explain to you. I would love to see him on New York. Don't get me wrong, and I've been preaching about this. But why would he want to come to New York? There's no one else there. So, I mean, yeah, you can. they're talking about trading for A.J. Barrett, but why would you – I don't know. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Lillard, he's loyal. He's been very loyal to Portland. And I understand why he doesn't want to leave because he signed a big contract. And this is the reason why they're having the problems. They're having a problem because they signed him to such a big contract. They have no money to give nobody else. So that's another thing. And he understood that. So I don't see, I don't really think he wants to leave. And I'm telling you, I don't think Chauncey Billups, which is the new head coach came to Portland with the intention of getting rid of Lillard. Let me tell you something. If that was a real, real risky move, if he was coming to Portland, knowing that he was losing Lillard, because that means his career is going right down the drain. There's nobody there. You might, if they do the, the, the golden state trade, you might have a chance with the picks. But right now, if I, I Chauncey Billup came there with the intention of nobody else there. So, you know, I, again, I'm not going to the Knicks. They got nobody there. I'm definitely not going to the Sixers because you got to get rid of Simmons. And then you're going to be playing with Embiid. That, that might be a good look. It might be, might not. Doc Rivers, a lot of people don't want to play with him, even though he's a player's coach, because he just can't get over that hump. But another interesting came up, which I thought was interesting, a team, was the Pelicans. Uh, huh. They have a huh. lot of picks. Um, they have, uh, they have a number 10 pick the first round pick with a 10 pick they would have, uh, Steven Adams is, is on an expiring contract. Lonzo ball would be a sign and trade. So you would have Lillard, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williams. Now that's another thing we have talked about it before. Williams might decide to leave. He wants to go to New York. He's as good as gone, my friend. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to happen. A lot of things have to come into play, but again, I, I know he's not in, intending to leave, but if he does leave, I, I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr is like, listen, do me a favor. When you finish, come on over to the room. Let's talk. <laughs> 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 they got nothing but time. They're not going to be going out there. So I can see Steve Kerr just, you know, just putting that little thing in here. And you know what? As a player that wants to play, I mean, you're playing with one, some, some of the greats. You're, Steph Curry. Who, yeah. who doesn't want to play with Steph Curry? Hopefully, Klay Thompson can come back from that injury. And then Draymond Green. I would, I honestly... Still, it's the West. You can't stay up to see that. That's the problem with us guys in the East. But you know what? I would easily do that. Easily. I would love to see that. I mean, you got Brooklyn, who's got, you got uh, Durant, you got uh, Harden, and you got Irving. Now to see Lillard with Steph Curry, Thompson, and Green. Oh, man. Who do you check when you see, you know, you got to pick these guys up at full court, not half court, because as soon as they cross the timeline, that ball's going up as soon as your hand goes down. So that's going to be, these guys might score 150 points a game. Oh, easy. And and you know what, too? Another thing is, and after seeing with the big three, you know, injuries do come into play and the the, the whole talking about the scheduling and a lot of guys were complaining about it It was too much scheduling. Listen, I got to go to work every day. So I can't feel for these fucking guys. Not at all. So you know what? 
if it is the scheduling or whatever it is now, you have big three. You got two out of the three coming into play. They should still be able to do it. So it's Absolutely. it's not it's not a problem. So I, at this point, at the times that we're living in, I understand why you have a big three because usually the big three become a big two or maybe just a one. And waiting for them to come back, certain timing comes on. So listen, if they can't play on the court at the same time and it's just two out of the three, listen, Lillard hasn't been hurt in his career. So it would be nice to see him continue to play. Steph hasn't been hurt. So just to see Steph and Lillard together. Oh my yeah. gosh. What do you, yeah. that you, I, oh, if I, I, listen, I would go to, we got to go to Golden State, my friend. We got to watch this. Yeah, I'm absolutely. telling you, you got to come down here to Brooklyn. We got to go watch a game in Brooklyn because absolutely. you know what? Even though they're the bad guys that they, they're still some of the best basketball players you're going to see in our lifetime. That's just hands down. So absolutely. you know what? To see that in Brooklyn and they go to Golden State, hands down. We, that's something we got to do. And I, I really hope they pull this off. I really do. And I think they will because they just got no picks. And you're going to be sitting on the same team with the same results this year. They'll make the playoffs. They, even if they do, then they're not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. NBA draft coming up soon. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think Dame is going to Philly. I don't think Dame is going, you know, to all these other crazy places they're talking about. I think that uh, Golden State is the uh, the winner in the clubhouse right now. Knicks will be uh, 1A. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Okay. That's NBA draft. Now you know we're hockey guys. Oh, so we looked we on the list today. National Hockey League uh, let out the, they uh, published the list, the um, expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. So let's just, I'll explain to you guys if you don't understand it really quick. So the deal is, is that all teams except the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who are the newest team in the NHL, have to give up a list of guys that they leave unprotected from which Seattle Kraken can draft from to make their team in addition to their draft picks that they get. So two of the superstars in the league, Carey Price, who just led the Montreal Canadiens to the NHL Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, they were the runner-ups, and our favorite player from the Washington Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin, a.k.a. Oven Chicken, Chicken. was left (laughs) unprotected top 10 goal scorer in NHL history. He is available to the Seattle Kraken if they wish. Tough guy. Price is out there. You got you an A1 backstop. Ovechkin is out there. You got you a number one goal scorer in the Pacific Northwest if you want him. You take Ovechkin, you take Price, either, neither, or both. Oh, this is this is great. So, you know, when Vegas did this, they, they had a uh... – they had a good team. So it, it actually gives you, it starts you off with a decent team. And then from there, you can work on it. So you're having your head coach is Dave Haxtell. He was a, he was a head coach before. He was a head coach for the Philadelphia Flyers from 2015 to 2018. So now this is, this is, the, this is the rules. This is, this, is, this is really interesting when I saw this. So for the 30 NHL teams, they can protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. Or eight skaters, any combination of forwards and defensemen and one goalie. Players that do not need to, uh, to be protected and cannot be selected first and second year players and unsigned draft picks, which is real interesting because see that there's a lot of words here, but it really is who does the team really want and who doesn't they want. Yes. So if a team wants to get out of a contract, this is a way for them to get out of it. And then there's any player that has no movement clause must be protected. Players can waive it and will be left unprotected as of July 15th. So um, it, it, it's, it's, again, you know, 
It's for teams to let go of their guys that they may have a bigger contract. And this is, it brings up to the next one here. And this was, I, I found to be interesting. One of the exposed defensemen, and no, I'm sorry, players. Okay, here we go. Players on long-term injury reserve and with potential career ending injuries who have missed more than previous 41 consecutive games or who otherwise have been confirmed to have a career-threatening injury cannot be protected and may also be exempt from being picked. Mm. So if you have a guy that you've been hoping to come back and you just can't, and listen, they can pick him up and take a chance, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. So, um, and, and it also has to come down to, for the Kraken, at least 20 of those players must be under contract for 21-22 and have a value between 60 and 100% of their upper limit. So their 81.5 million is the salary cap for them. Okay. So it's very interesting how they do it. So I understand Ovechkin is out there. Oven chicken is out there, but then it also has to do with his money. So everything, of course, it has a salary cap. So everything has to do with money. So yeah, they could, they could probably go ahead and pick up oven chicken, but now price, it depends on price too. So they might not get both of them because then it'll mess up on their salary cap and they still have other guys they have to pick up. So, but I think if there anything, I think oven chicken would definitely be going to crack it. I, I can't see why not. If I had to choose between the goalie of price and oven chicken, oven chicken's going. Listen, you're already going to sell your tickets, right? Like they got uh, maxed out on season ticket holders. They maybe have about three or 4,000 single game tickets left. Why would you not pick up this guy? Because mm-hmm. he's eventually, you know, going to break. Uh, I hate to say it. It looks like uh, Wayne Gretzky's all time goal scoring record and you would love for him to do it in a Seattle cracking uniform. The other thing the general manager and the whole uh, organization needs to do is to look at the tape from the Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, expansion draft and see how they put their team together. Going to be different guys, different position, different skill levels, but I think that they have a really good blueprint in front of them if they look at what Vegas did. Vegas made the finals in their first year. Um, they made uh, the uh, semifinals uh, this year, which was a, just a weird uh, year, weird setup. But the player that they took and had from the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time was Mark andre Fleury, who was uh, in net for them and uh, got them to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's going to be interesting just to see, you know, it's like um, when you pick up on the schoolyard, you know, it's like uh, you might get picked, you might not get picked, you might get picked first, you might get picked last. And as Biagled said, it's a lot of feelings. And this is like, oh, you're going to put me out there for the expansion draft. And unless you talk to a guy or you haven't talked to a guy, somebody's feelings get hurt, you might throw up the uh, middle finger and be like, deuces, I'm out. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they put their team together. And then they still have their 2021 NHL regular draft picks uh, in their back pocket. So it's going to be very interesting. It's like uh, you got to make the right moves, right? Especially the first time around, because if you blow it, you could maybe blow it for the next five or 10 years. So, and the West coast hockey, ladies and gentlemen, it's a different style, faster. It's more like the European game Uh, emphasis on skating, not saying that the guys in the East don't skate, but it's just a, a speed game. They don't do a lot of neutral zone trap and dump and chase. No, they bring that puck into the uh, offensive zone and it might be one on four and they'll just put one right on your goalie and you got to make sure that you get uh, the right guys in the right place. So, and and other chicken fits that style very well. He will all day and all night. He doesn't care. Uh, Line change. No problem. He's going to come in and shoot it in. So again, another West coast team that we have to drink coffee for uh, and watch, but uh, hopefully uh, Seattle will get some East coast games and we'll be able to check in on but, them. But you also know what this means. This also means that, listen, anyone can get picked up. 
You know yes. what? I'm, th- I'm Listen, Brother Noomsky, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, listen, you know, all these years of ice skating, I got to go at least one tryout, <laughs> at least one. Listen, I can skate. All right. I may not be able to skate at the NHL level, but shit, I can do figure eights in the middle of the ice with like a motherfucker ball. I can do this. I can be a Seattle Kraken for at least a day. That'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what happens, man. But uh, this is pretty exciting. It's like, it's like strategy, you know, it's it just is, not it guys. It's just not teams picking guys. This is, you know, almost like uh, how the all-star team gets drafted for NBA, except this is going to be the foundation of their team for, for many years to come. You got to keep that fan base excited and ready to go. And again, I love the name Seattle Kraken. So yes, we'll yes. see uh, who uh, winds up there and uh, we'll keep you posted. And you know, this is- uh, Well, because don't, don't forget too, uh, Brother Lewski, when, when, when Major League Baseball did it, you know, the Florida Marlins did, and they won in their second year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because they were able to do, I mean, the draft was a little bit different than this, but they had a lot of big names that were able to pick up, you know, a lot of big names with expiring contracts also, you know, with the Bobby Bonilla thing and, and everything else. And, you know, they won. They haven't won since. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the chance for them to get in there. But, you know, I mean, it, it worked out and it, it, was, it, was, it was great for them then. You know, and look at Vegas. Vegas hasn't lost a step. They really haven't. You know, they, they, they came into the league and, it, and it's just been head on, just gun ho from, from them from the beginning. And they put out a good team every year. So, it is, you know, and again, it's, it depends on your management. I mean, if your management can, 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 can deal with the contracts and everything else. I mean, you, you can put a, a good competitive team out there. Like, and like you said, the West is a different, a different whole ball game out there. Yeah. So hopefully the, the, the date is at July 21st of Wednesday, July 21st, eight o'clock. That's the expansion draft. And you know, brother Noomsky, you and I will be there. We'll definitely be watching. We'll be tuned in, tuned in to see who goes where, what, and who goes back to their original team with uh, their tails tucked between their legs. But uh, yeah, NFL, uh, NHL expansion draft coming. Seattle Kraken. Love the name. Love, love the name. Let's get it cracking. And the jerseys look pretty good, too. Yeah, I do like yeah. the big S on there with, with the yeah. with the Kraken on there. It's nice. I do like it's, that. And the little uh, red eye. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, inside the uh, S is uh, very, very stylized. They got a, a teal jersey, and they get uh, high marks. Love the name. Love the jerseys. And uh, can't wait for those guys uh, to hit the ice. My friend, uh, going to, you have height, we have fights in hockey, but uh, we have fights in the octagon last night. What uh, happened uh, with UFC? Hit, hit me up and uh, fill me in. It, you know what? It was, it was it, not a big car last night, um, but there actually was a fight last night that I, I, I've been looking forward to because um, he, this, this guy's just one of, one of, one of the, the better ones out there. So I, I definitely, definitely said, yeah, I, I got to watch. I watch every UFC whenever I can. So it's, it's not like it's something that just comes up and I don't get a chance to watch it. Um, it was a nice card. Um, it wasn't too bad. Let me, I'll give you the real quick, the rundown uh, of the fights. Um, you had uh, Jeremy Stevens um, against Matsu Garmat. Uh, he lost in the first round. That, that one was a, a, a pretty. Uh, he he, he uh, submitted him in the first round. Um, that was that was pretty good. Um, that was okay. You had um, who was the other one that I was watching too? It was because because there's, there's the whole prelim fights, and then after the prelim fights, then you have you got five fights at the uh, that started ten o'clock that run into of course you know run into to, to late hours. Yeah. So um, you had also which was uh, Daniel Rodriguez going against Preston Parsons. That one was a uh, first round TKO, um, which was a good fight. Uh, Benitez um, uh, against uh, Quarrel. That was uh, third round, uh, 340 the third round. That was a, key, a TKO. And then the two main fights. Okay, so let me get to this one here. There was a, one was Misha Tate 
She hasn't fought in like five years against Marion Renew. This is her last and final fight. She said, I'm not doing this no more. This one went three rounds. Um, there were TKO in the third round, which was was nice. You know, Misha hasn't been in the ring for five five years. That's a long time to be it's out of there. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah, I tell you. I, I, I'm, I listen, I don't go to work for two days and my whole body's just all messed up. You're talking five <laughs> years. So this was this this was this was a good match. Um, I seen her before, you know, it wasn't bad. Good match. But the match of the night that I was that I was re really looking forward to was Diego Moises against Islam Makovic. Makovic. And I know I'm fucking up that name. And let me tell you, he's he's in the he's in the camp of Khabib. And okay. this guy, this guy is 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 listen, it went four rounds. And this guy's a technician. If you like MMA, you like the grappling. You like the jujitsu. This man, he's going to be getting a belt soon enough. There's no question in my mind. He he could have just came out and beat this guy. He didn't. He wore him down. Just the the, the takedowns and the wearing him down. It was. It, I tell you, it, it it's these these are the type of fights that I like to see because he controlled that fight. He took his fight. I mean, it was a tough fight for him. Moises is not not a slouch in the at least of anything but he took him in and on the fourth round he submitted him and he, he tapped out and listen yeah I, I my hat's off to moises you tapped out you, you just lost to a better guy that's what it comes down to yeah, you know yeah Markovar, uh, uh islam is 20 and 20 and one in the ring 20 wow. and one you wow. can you imagine that moises is no joke he's 15 to 5 but that's still 15 5 20 and 1 this man will be fighting for a belt soon enough and i think that he will take it I mean, I've seen some good fighters out there, but I definitely, and Khabib is definitely one of the better ones. Listen, you see this guy fight. The only other guy that I thought maybe was better than him was St. Pierre. And he, he went a lot of years and he was a, another great fighter. I mean, you get guys that come in to get hot. You know, then there was another thing with the, you know, McGregor. And I, I just, I'm so even tired of hearing this guy's name. You know, yeah. now he threatened the guy's family. You know, you heard that, that he was going to kill him. You know, uh, who cares? It's just talk. Yeah, really you shouldn't say certain things. Yeah, you shouldn't say things like that. But uh, listen, this guy got beat. You broke your ankle. Now you're telling me you had fresh fractures in your ankle. Ah, fuck you. You lost. Next. <laughs> I don't even want to listen to this guy anymore. But this fight last uh, on Saturday night was a good fight. Very good fight. It was definitely worth staying up till till one in the morning, which I, I you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. I had to watch it on YouTube because I fell asleep. Let's go around. But you know what? It was it was it was after when I saw it again. It was very good, and I I enjoyed it. And uh, again, you know, this is this is the type of fights that you I like seeing. I mean, you get you like the knockouts. Yeah, there's no question about that. But to see a technician to get in there that has trained and he knows what he's doing, it's it just just very enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. I was uh, going back and forth between the uh, basketball game and yes, the MMA yes. fights and uh, the Nationals game. We'll talk about baseball in a minute. But what I love from that fight, there was uh, MMA granny, they're calling her. She was oh, wait, outside. hold on a second. You watched the fight? That means you had to stick on? I No, I, I was uh, on ESPN, as a matter of fact. So I watched uh, a little bit of the Tate fight oh, and I was flipping gosh. back and forth. I'm going to, I'm that I'm going to, we're going to get that set up this week, but oh, this week, I keep this hearing week, this week. Yes. It's going further and further along, my friend. Come so on, I'm, get I'm with so the program. I'm so sleepy today. It's unbelievable. But, um, uh, MMA granny, she was outside the uh, facility where the fight was going to take place in Vegas. She had a sign that said, Khabib, stop for a picture. Dana White saw her. He said, we're going to talk to Khabib. We're going to get you some tickets to the fight, and you're going to get to meet Khabib. And mm. she's a grandmother, silver hair, maybe about 70 years old. She loves MMA. She met Khabib, and they uh, are friends now, and she got front row seats uh, to wow. the fight there in Vegas. So that was really, really cool. So hats off to Dana White, hats off to Khabib, and hats off to uh, MMA Granny 
Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she was up at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I was, well, I guess it was West Coast over there, but still, I mean, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock on a certain night. Well, shit. Nookie, if I can get free tickets to Khabib, I'll be out there three in the morning too with a sign. <laughs> Please, I'm tired. Give me free tickets. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I don't have a problem doing that at all. Oh, that was great. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, definitely uh, the good fight there that I saw with um, with uh, Tate and uh, we'll see what happens and we'll keep you guys updated on the next uh, MMA card. Well, we usually go MMA last, but today we're going to go on some rants. Yes. Baseball. Okay. Oh, yeah. One of my all favorite right. sports of all time. I love me some baseball. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not even going to go into the standings. We're just going to talk about our teams. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to let you run it out with the uh, with the Yankees here, my friend. And as we're watching this uh, Sunday night baseball is on, what's the score right now, tough guy? It is two zip, uh, top of the fifth inning. Gotcha. And um, uh, you know what, Nookie? Let me let me go with this first because I I, I got to tell you, I I'm watching. I watched last night. I didn't watch the four zip game. I'll be honest with you. I, I watched the highlights, but it, you know, four zip coming out of the all-star break. And, and you know, and this team's so screwed up. They can't even get the fucking vaccination, right? They're no. fucking COVID-19 again. I don't understand. All these guys got vaccinated and they get sick again. So you send out judge to the all-star game. Now he's, he comes back. He's under COVID protocol. So not only he get under protocol, uh, he, it was him. So it's also Gio Shella and uh, Hayagasha. Hi the, the catcher. Yeah. So and they're, they're saying all- that uh, the COVID vaccine went all throughout the Rockies facility and Coors Field. And a number of guys from the Rockies and some other guys have also come back uh, COVID positive or in the protocol. So it's just not the Yankees, my friend. It's going to be some other cases or positive yeah. tests that's going to come you know, up. But when you know, when you, when you got a fucked up team, you know, it just everything happens at the same time. And it's, you know, they, 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 they all got vaccinated. They all, you know, they did, did the one the one shot, which was was the Johnson and Johnson. I think it is. I think so yeah. So yeah. which I don't understand because it was eighty five percent effective. You know, as compared to the other ones, they're in the nineties. You know, that's a double shot. They didn't want to wait. Okay, fine. The whole team got vaccinated, but yet they got this is the second time they got it. You know, so you send Judge out there. You already know that your team. Oh, oh my gosh, what a shot! You already know your team's already falling through. You know, and I, I'm not a Judge fan. I said it from the beginning. And no matter what this guy does, he's always something with him. You know, he's hurt. He's not. And I tell you, I watched. I watched yesterday's game, and, and there was the controversy in yesterday's game, which I thought was a, it was hysterical. So the Red Sox were out on the field, and it was pouring out there in the Bronx yesterday. So one of the fans threw a baseball at the outfield. I think it was the left fielder. I forgot his name. Hit him right in the back. Now, now that's wrong. Listen, you know what? Say what you want to say. You can scream out. You know, even if you want to take the inflatable trash cans and throw them on the field, fine. Listen, don't throw the baseball at the guy. But listen, he threw the baseball at the guy. Alex Cora came out. He pulled the whole team out. Said, listen, we ain't playing. They pointed the guy out. And as you you told me today, all 31 teams have banded this man from the games. Yes. So, which is, which is fair. But let me tell you something. They, the Yankees got back on the field. They started hitting. They won three to one. If that's the case, they should be pegging every fucking outfielder they see out there. If they're going to get them some runs, then that's what they should do. And I'm going to tell you something. It's funny because now you don't have Judge. You don't have Ashella and Hayagasha. Now, uh, Cole had a pitch yesterday, and he had a pitch to Sanchez. And he, he, he for some reason, he don't want to pitch to Sanchez. But Sanchez came up big yesterday. 
And the team that they put out there yesterday, it just was a little bit more enjoyable and there was a little bit more fucking energy with these guys. Stan struck out again. Yeah, well, that's that's a given. But you know what? There's something about Stan that I got to say, this guy strikes out, but he he's the only one that I see that like has emotion. Like he throws his bat, he's pissed off. Yeah, because you just struck out fucking 60 times in a fucking year. That's fine, but he shows something. There's no one that shows anything. But yesterday they did. There's a lot of the guys up that came up from AAA. And let me tell you something. I guess these kids that come up and they, they want to play, they're hitting the ball. The team looks good. They're leading tonight two zip. They're playing some small ball. I'm tired of hearing this. Everybody keeps saying that they're built for home. Stop with the home runs. You know what? I can't listen anymore to this fucking free TV. The free sports shows on the, I just can't no more. I guess they're getting paid or whatever. They're analyzing these games and it's like, I don't know what they're watching, but I do know. I can respect the fact that this is their job. And because it's their job, they, they're told you can't say this. I'm tired of hearing the Boone's not the problem. Yes, he's the problem. He's not the whole problem. He's one of the problems. Get him the fuck out of there. I'm so tired of this guy always making it. Listen, if I'm the player and I wasn't doing shit, he, I would love him as a coach because he, he does not knock anybody on the team. Everybody does okay. They look, you know, he struck out eight times today, but you know what? His swings look good. Fuck you, his swings look good. I'm tired of that. But tonight they got a team on there and they look like they, they got younger guys in there, guys from AAA, but you know these guys are hungry. They're in there, they're playing, and they look like they want to play. They really do. I'm telling you, I take judge and by the trade deadline, they're not making it. They're not making the playoffs. So everyone out there, stop what they have right now, what they're putting on the field. They're not making the playoffs, but you know what? Get rid of judge. He's, he's 30 years old. He's going to get hurt again. I'm telling you, you can't play him in the rain. You can't play him back to back. I'm tired of that bullshit. Get a guy out there who wants to play every game. And you know what? Ever since that whole thing with Atani that he didn't want to play with Atani. I don't know if it was him or I don't care who it was. He didn't play. So if he didn't play, I don't want him back on the team. Doc, you know what? What you don't have anymore, you don't have, there's no captain on the team. I don't know who's the captain. I don't know who's in charge. You know what? Back in the days, yeah, okay, I'm going to be the old man on the lawn. You had Derek Jeter. You had Jose Posada. You had all those guys out there that if there was a problem, they came out there and they talked to the players. You didn't have to talk to the fans. They talked to the players. They had, they, they had their manager out there and, and he let that happen. This, is, this team here is a joke. Third highest payroll in baseball. It's a fucking joke. But you know what? Now you got guys in here that want to play. These guys, half these guys, I don't even know what they are, but they look like they want to play. There's some kind of emotion. You know, you just lost six straight games to Boston. I would think y'all be a little angry. You know, they finally won one game yesterday and they're playing small ball tonight. All base hits. Listen, I don't, granted, I love to see a home run and your team today hit a, one hell of a home run. Let me tell yes. you, it brought you back because you gave up on him. And I, I stood there for you, my friend. I stood <sighs> there. I said, I'm not going to let him go down by himself. I'm going to watch him. And I watched him. And I texted you. I said, go ahead. Put the TV back on. They're going to win again. I was so am. And you put it back <laughs> on. I'm happy for you to win. And now that I'm watching these guys now tonight, let me tell you something. I'm happy. This is this. Listen, if I can get one game that I just see regular guys, it ain't all the big names out there. You know what? I'm tired of seeing a judge and, you know, he strikes out. I'm tired of seeing. But listen, give me some emotion. If you're going to lose the game, first of all, you can't keep losing games. You, you lose. You give up six runs in the ninth inning. Oh, my gosh. As a team, that's disheartening. That's You should have swept them. And you know what happens? You should have swept them because you guys wanted to, not because the manager came out and amped you guys up. You guys wanted to play. That's the problem. So the problem is the coaching. I'm not going to get rid of Cashman because you know what? 
Cashman is going to switch it around. I really do believe that. He yeah. will, you know, this is, you know, sometimes you have a bad year. This is a bad year for him. But listen, what you got on the field is not working. So if it's not working, listen, if you're doing the cybergenics, get rid of the computers. The computers are fucked up. The computers are not working right because what you're putting out there is still not working. Those numbers are not working out for you guys. I understand his injuries, but listen, get rid of some of the guys, bring some guys up, put some new fucking flavor in there. Something, you know, you watch the Padres today with, with, with your nationals. I, all I saw was just excitement. These guys want to play. Baseball's, baseball's already boring. I'm going to tell you right now, it's fucking boring. What's even <laughs> worse than boring, it's boring when the team has no emotion. When the team has no emotion, then it's, it's like Milwaukee Bucks. They don't have emotion, but they play hard. You know, so you don't see fire, but you see, well, except for Crazy Aquila, because Crazy Aquila is ready. He's out there. He's ready to go. But they have, they still, you can see that they want to win. You know, when you got a team, just because, I mean, granted, it's 167 games. That's a lot of games. But when you have a team that just doesn't show for it, you know, and as a fan, you're paying big money to see these guys play. There's no, listen, you know what? I want to see Stan throw the bat when he strikes out. I do, because at least I know he cares about what he's doing. These guys don't seem to care. You know, every time I see the, you know, their, their outfield is so, so mangled up. It's not even funny. No one, they go for the ball. No one calls each other off. You know, basic stuff. And again, I'm always going to come back. It comes down to the coach. The coach has to be able to explain these things to them. They're all playing out of position because of the injuries. That's fine. But listen, give me a team that plays competitively. Don't listen for zip. I, you know, I understand the other team's better than you, but listen, give me something. Show me some Sanchez. You know what? He's, he's up and down. He's hot. He's hot right now. And you know what? If maybe it worked out that the, the COVID protocol went for Hayagasha because now he had, a, he has to be in there. So Cole can't even say, listen, I don't want this guy. He was in there and he won the game last night for them. He started it off. I should say that. And the, the fan out there who I give big props up to to hit the guy in the back with the baseball, because that shit just threw him off completely. That guy was, and I don't blame him because I was, but I would have ran into the stands too. And I would have beat up everybody. And I, listen, I know I would have got killed because there's, there's 60,000 people out there, <laughs> but there's, you, there's no reason why he got hit, but whatever that happened, it, it's, it sparked him and it, it, it's carrying over until today. So yeah. please get rid of judge. You got to get rid of some of these guys. If you want to get some newer guys, get rid of Judge, trade him, get some younger guys, get some draft picks. You're not doing nothing this year. So stop. Yeah. Everyone out there that's calling up all what? No, stop. You're not. You're not getting rid of Boone this year. If he does get fired, he gets fired at the end of the year. And then if they do replace Boone, they're going to replace someone who's just like Boone. Stop with Buck Showalter. He's not coming because already... If that was the case, you would have kept Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi's not here because he was tired of bumping heads. Cashman was tired of bumping heads with him. He was more of a field coach. And you know what? Listen, okay, get rid of Girardi. That's fine. You want to bring a boom? He don't work. I would have got rid of him last year. Get somebody else. But you have to understand, management is controlling this. Management said it was the player's fault. It's not the player's fault if you keep putting the right-handed guys out there on a left-handed friendly field. You can't do that. You know, that's, that's arrogance. That's just a guy saying, you know what? Fuck everybody else. We can win with what we have. No, you can't. You can't win. The West Coast has the best baseball teams out there. Chicago White Sox has a good team. Yes. But if you have to play the Dodgers, you got to play the Padres. You got to play Cincinnati. You got to eat. Listen, even the Mets. Mets are playing, doing better. And that's another issue with the Mets, too. With the, the Grom is on injury reserve now. And yeah. I told you, he's going to blow his arm out. You keep, you know, he took some time off, was hoping to do it. He's, he's not doing it. It's, his mindset is he wants to win and he's hurting himself trying to win. Got to respect that guy. That guy got a big heart. That's a tough guy right there. He Absolutely. knows he's in pain and he's telling himself, listen, I'm trying my best. He has a 1.08 ERA. Incredible. Incredible. But you know what? 
if if they can stay in first place and they can do it, I I, I wish the Mets well and I hope they lose in the players because fuck the Mets. I'm a Yankee fan, but by all means, keep them in first place. They got a good team there, and if the Yankees can keep continue to do them, just get, give me guys that you don't know. At least that way, because you're not getting it from management. You're not getting the you're not getting the firepower from management. You're gonna have to get it from the players, and Absolutely. that's just what it comes down to. Absolutely. So uh, Yankees eight games back in the AL East. We're gonna swing over to that could be that could be twenty five games. They're not making it. Not with the team they're putting on the field. I think that they will be buyers at the trade deadline. So we'll see what that how that happens. I think that comes up before the end of the month. So we'll keep our eyes on that. But in the National League, you wish the Mets well. I don't. <laughs> Fair enough, my um, friend. I got no problem with that. No problem. DeGrom uh, is a, a phenom. I do uh, wish him well. He's on the 10-day uh, IL, so that might uh, give my Nats a, a little chance to get back into this. Okay, so they come back of, off of All-Star break. Friday night, they lose to the Padres. 24 to eight. It was a goddamn football game. <laughs> when it was 19 to eight, I was like, well, that's over. 24 to eight was the final score. Then Saturday night on national TV on Fox, the game got suspended. In the middle of the sixth inning, gunshots were heard. People didn't know if it was inside the stadium or outside the stadium. DC police were called, uh, MLB security, et cetera, people getting out of the stands and going into the dugouts and going uh, you know, up in the concourse. Because when you're in a stadium, you don't know where the shots are coming from. Police did investigate. There was a drive-by shooting. Uh, reports are is that there were two cars that were involved in an accident or something of that nature. And what sounded like machine gun blasts were going off. Um, Major League uh, Baseball security did a great job and so did national security in getting everybody to safety. Um, you know, families of players were, you know, in the dugout and in the tunnel and the whole nine yards because they didn't know where uh, the shots are coming from. Now, the worst, one of the worst things you can do with something like that is tell people not to panic. Now, you know, the PA announcer didn't say don't panic. He did say that the threat was outside the stadium and tell everybody to stay in the stadium, which caused everybody to lose their fucking minds and run out of the stadium. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the police were there at that point. The threat had been neutralized. Three people shot. Reportedly, one was a Nationals fan. This was on outside the, the third base gate. Um, you know, it's still an active investigation, so they'll look into that. But thank God, you know, uh, what could have been an even worse tragedy, especially if the guns were inside the stadium, was avoided. Um, you know, folks came back uh, on Sunday. They finished the game. Nats lost 10-4, uh, to 4, I think, was uh, the final score there. Um, had to put a ragtag group of guys uh, together. And then uh, they did uh, finish the game or started the game that was originally scheduled. You know, these guys go up. Then they go down, 7-6. VX uh, Ledge gives me a call. They tie it up, 7-7. Seven, seven. Brad Hand, he's a reliever for the Washington Nationals. We have a, we would, our bullpen is like the uh, band of misfit toys from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You got one guy with a Band-Aid, one guy with an eye patch. You got one guy with a wooden leg. One guy's got a crutch and they're just not getting it done. I don't know if it's because they come off an all-star break or they're not used to being in the lead or holding the lead, cannot hold the lead for whatsoever. So Soto got them back in the game, seven, six. They went ahead and um, gave up uh, the run. Uh, a lot of, uh, defensive indifference uh, on the steals, the steals there. Um, and they finally wound up winning the game. But um, uh, Nationals right now taking a look are six games back. 
45 and 49, 43 and 49. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, but I, I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline, if they're going to be buyers. We need bullpen help. That's, um, you know, without saying. Craig Kimbrell is out there from the Cubs. And just let me tell you, the Cubs might as well just put a for sale sign up at Wrigley Field. Uh, they were doing great. I said that they were going to give a middle finger to management. And then they went out and lost uh, 10 in a row before the All-Star break. So uh, who, uh, trade who? Trade everybody. everybody. So, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna see what happens with that. But Nationals, again, the shooting that uh, rocked the neighborhood there. They call it the Navy Yard down there. You guys have a Navy Yard in Brooklyn as well. But Navy Yard here. And there have been a previous shooting, not during baseball season, but a few years back uh, as well that was fatal. So a uh, little bit on edge there. But you know, order was restored. They win this game today. I hope it can be, you know, the um, the litmus, you know, sort of uh, catalyst and, uh, you know, light a fire under these guys and get it done with the ground being down, Philly coming at you, um, you know, and uh, other teams in the division. It's just going to be tough. I mean, a 500 team could very well win this division. 81 and 81 might get you the pennant. So we'll see what goes on with that tough guy. You were in New I, York I, there and you saw what uh, happened. What were your, your thoughts? Yeah, on Yeah. Let me, let me, let me go through this because I, I was, I was a little, I don't know. Okay. So you sent me, you sent me the, the feed that you hear the gunshots. So yeah. you hear the gunshots. Now let me explain something to you. I, and I, I can, I can talk from experience from this. Um, for anyone who lived in the Bronx back in the day, we had the White Stone Multiplex. And, uh, you know, that was like, oh my gosh, that was like uh, uh, OK Corral out there, you know, back in the days. And I remember there was a shootout outside the movie theater. And I was, I was in high school at the time. So I was there with a, a, a friend. Um, and there's the shootout was outside. Everyone's running out. I said, sit your ass back down. I says, I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying right here. One is because everyone is going towards the shooting. See, now this is what I don't understand. You're going towards the shooting. That's stupid. If the shooting's outside, and let me tell you, back when I was in high school, I didn't have all the social media, didn't have all this. Everyone could go on their phone. They can see the news. The shooting's outside. Why are you running outside for? Yeah. I just would, and I said, sit down. I sat back down. We watched the movie. We're the only ones in the movie theater. Let everyone out there shoot each other. I don't care. I'm staying my ass here. So when I saw this yesterday, Everyone's running outside. So now if the shooting's outside. Why are you running towards the shooting? And then on top of it, you know, there's some protocols that they, they, they went through. And I think they did handle it well. The players let people come into the, you know, because fear. Yeah. Fear is a very powerful thing. So no one knows anything. All they do is run. And, you know, you it, takes, it takes one person to start running. Everyone else is following. Yes. So everyone's running out the gates. And, you know, luckily there was no injuries. Luckily, you know, people were calm. But, you know, you see this and you, you know the information. And again, you have social media. I'm pretty sure everyone in that stadium opened up their phone and they saw what was going on and it said, oh, shooting outside. So, you know what? Why don't you just stay in the stadium? Stay, actually, the stadium is probably a lot more protective than being outside, especially Absolutely. with everyone running outside. So I'm sitting in the stadium. I'll sit down and I'll wait. So if I listen and you think running out, you're going to get out right away. No, because you figured you got 20,000 people all heading towards the exits. What do you think that's going to happen? It, it really does take one person to say, ah, scream and, and shout and everyone's, you know, you know, people get scared. So now you got all these people going out and I'm not saying that Washington did wrong. I think they did it the right way. I think they, and they, they kept saying the shooting is on the outside. So it was trying to say, listen, you stupid people, don't run outside because that's where the shooting is. Stay inside, sit down, take it easy and then leave. Even if you do get up and walk out, 
you still have to go through the crowds. It just it doesn't, you know, some people are just not logical, not logical. I just would have sat down. I would have waited an hour, just sat there. What am I going to do? There's no one in the stadium. So let everyone go out. And then when I get me finished, you get up because you keep looking at your phone. Everything's on your phone. Everything. There's nothing that goes on. It's on Twitter, on Instagram, on, on Facebook. Every, the homie pigeons are outside with, with signs. Everything. There's no way you can't understand what's going on. So now when they say, okay, well, the situation has been uh, taken care of. Then you get up, you see, and you walk out. It's just that simple. You know, and I, I guess, you know, when you're dealing with 20,000 people, it's, it really is tough, you know, because no matter what you do, there's always some people that just, they lose it. You know, they just, that's just what it is. So I think they handle it well. I think the players handle it well. Um, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, what's the protocol? Listen, the protocol is when that happens. You're not trained for that. You know, like New York City police, like the uh, uh, um, uh, Washington police, they're trained for these things. So they know what to do. People are not trained. They're going to the game. The last thing they want to know here is the gunshots. So right away, they, you know, you can't panic. Sometimes you just need to stop. Listen, stop. Listen, common sense. There's a shooting outside the stadium. I'm going to sit my ass right down here and wait till it's done. And then once the news, because everything's news, everyone says something, you'll find out. Then you go ahead. Then you leave. You get up and you leave. So, you know, for anyone out there that's like, oh, yeah, let me run. And, you know, I saw some footage where people were running. Running to where? You're running to get killed. Is that what you want to do? You want to go see it? Because it's just like when you're on the highway and there's an accident three rows over. Everyone's got to stop and look. We all have to stop and look because everyone, you know, we don't live our own lives. We have to live someone else's life. I want to go see someone who got shot. No, I don't want to see nothing. I want to finish the game and then I'm going to leave. And then I'm going home. And it, where, where is the shooting at? On that, okay, I'm doing the opposite exit. And I'm leaving an hour after everyone else leaves. That's, that's me personally. I can't yeah. talk for everyone else. But from what I saw, you had some people running and, you know, that causes other people problems because, you know, there's some people with health problems, you know, then you trample over somebody, you know, it just gets ridiculous. You know, so sometimes you just need to, and, and, and again, today's society, everything's out there. So you can just read and see what it says, you know, and, and again, it's very tough to just go by, you know, what they're saying, because, you know, everyone is different. Everyone handles things differently. But if you take it, you take a second, you stop and you just look around and you read and just stay there. That's all. You know, I'm glad they just, just no one died. It was just one person. Two people got shot, right? But three, three, three people yeah. got shot. Three people got shot. Yeah. So, you know, whatever incident happened outside of there, luckily nothing else happened. You know, and I'm, I'm again, my hat's off to Washington. They, they, you know, they, they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't panic nobody. They tried not to, you know, that comes on the individual, but I think they handled it well. And, you know, luckily no one was injured. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they did the right thing. They called the game, finished it up today and then uh, went into the other game. So, We'll see uh, if we can uh, just get away from playing those tough teams in, in the West. I think we got a shot. The uh, Miami Marlins coming to town, and they've been playing tough as well. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. Well, you but, know what? Uh, not for nothing. If if the Grom's going to be out and Lindor is out, you know that. Listen, you might have a shot. There's there's no six games is not a lot. Where as far as my Yankees go, eight games is a lot because you're going up against better teams. You're going against Boston, and I, I think Boston's over, overachieved. But Alex Cora, you, and we've talked about this. He's and they got a good, they got a good team. And you know, if their pitching comes around, good. Listen, you still got Boston. You got to go over Tampa. So for for the Yankees, it's it's way tougher. You got don't forget Atlanta just lost uh, 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 one of their players. Yeah, Acuna just lost. Yeah. Philly is getting a little hot streak, but you know they, they they don't have no pitching. And now if the Mets have these injuries to Degrom and Lindor. You know, it, 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 six games could be, listen, we're going to talk again next week. That six games could very well be two games. 
So, you know, that division is still up for grabs. And, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cry wolf just yet. I still think they have a chance to do it. Because don't make a difference either way. Whether it's your team or my team, I still think that the, the champion's coming out the West. Gotcha. Give me some quick thoughts. I know that this was going to happen, but uh, I don't like to see it happen. The Buffalo Blue Jays, and that's how I'm going to refer to them, uh, are going back to Canada. They are going ahead and uh, letting the Blue Jays back into Toronto. So I guess the protocol is if you're unvaccinated and you're a visiting team, you have to stay in your hotel. Good luck with that uh, during your stay in Toronto. So had a wonderful run in Buffalo, Major League Baseball back in Buffalo again, but they're headed back to Toronto. We know how you feel about how the Canadian government uh, sort of shook everything down with the Canadians making the Stanley Cup Finals. Toronto Blue Jays, well, the Buffalo Blue Jays. Your thoughts on them? Yeah, I, I just, I think this is so wrong because, you know, and, and, and it, it all comes up to the individual. You know, if you're not vaccinated, you're supposed to stay in the hotel room. How many people are doing that? Listen, I'm outside. There's there's 100 people. And in, in, I went to IHOP this morning. There had to be 200 people in IHOP. And I can almost guarantee you not everyone's vaccinated. And there was no one with masks. And if you do going in with a mask, why? You're taking it off when you're sitting down, which defeats the purpose of walking in there. So it all depends on the individual. You know, Canada, when did this, they, they took a Stanley Cup. And let me tell you, if Canada doesn't do this, there's, the Stanley Cup's not even played in Canada. That's another thing. Because if they were to do it, the divisions the way it was supposed to be, you don't even have Montreal in, in the Stanley Cup. So now they decide to say, okay, let's go ahead. And now, and supposedly all the numbers are going back up all over the states. So I don't know how it's going to work now. You know, Canada's real funny like that. So now you're going to have teams that, you know, there's something, what, what happens with the Yankees? Look what happened with the Yankees. Now, you know, they didn't play the game the other day because, because of the COVID protocol. So now you're going in, 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 into Canada. So what happens then? So now, you know, the Yankees are vaccinated, but there's still some teams that some players are not vaccinated, you know? Now, what happens if they catch something? Now, what's Canada going to say? Oh, well, we can't do this no more. Listen, you're going to even keep them in Canada or you're going to keep them in Buffalo. One of the two. You can't keep going back and forth. These players, they live in this, in this area. You know, it's not fair to them either. You know, they, they shit it on Toronto too, the, uh, the Raptors. They, well, yeah. I don't think they really shit it on. They played in the, the Florida. They Tampa, played in yeah. Miami the whole year. So I think they were pretty happy. But, you know, still, their families are there. You know, it, it's almost like the Olympics. You can't say, okay, let's go to the Olympics, and now you can't have no fans there. I mean, if, I, if I'm trying, you know, the NBA players are fine because they're set up. But if I'm trying to make something of myself, I want my family there. Now you don't. So now what are you going to do? So it's, it's all up in the air. I guarantee it. We're going to be having another discussion by the end of the season. Canada's going to be like, listen, we, we can't do this shit no more. Back to Buffalo. We, we don't want to do it. So, you know, they're full of shit. They could have did this from the beginning of the season. The same with the hockey. They could have let the fans. Because, yeah, we, 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 have, we won't know when we're COVID. But you have 40,000 people outside the fucking stadium, which is stupid. So, okay, the team's not making money. So now you still got all these people together. So if there's any, if there's any, anyone catches anything, the hospitals are still going to be packed because you put them all in one spot. That's what you did. So instead of making money off of this, instead of doing the right thing, you went and shit on yourself and you still got the same problem. So, you know, stupid Canada. That's what you get. Two quick thoughts on this, one on the field and one off the field. One, if I'm the Blue Jays, seeing what happened with the All-Star game, I'm contracting with the company that kept the locker rooms, the ice, the whole facility clean in the bubble in Edmonton. They cleaned down and wiped down after every practice, after every game, overnight. They had 24-hour around-the-clock protocol in terms of um, you know cleaning the facility no one got sick in the bubble no one got COVID in the bubble they did a tremendous job so they better be on the line with them to clear out Rogers Center the practice facilities the whole nine yards the locker rooms we'll see what happens there 
The other thing now, Buffalo's a smaller ballpark. Um, I think that they're going to have some problems. Rogers Center is huge, and I think that their numbers are going to go down and that the home run numbers particularly are going to go down because Rogers Center is so large. Sometimes they have the roof closed. Sometimes they have the roof open. So you know how air can impact a, a baseball, and they're going to struggle going back to Toronto. I wish them well. They came to Buffalo. That's fine. Um, you know, they get August and September. I don't know if there's going to be any playoff games or a wild card for the Blue Jays playing well, a lot of all-stars, but uh, a little sad that they're going uh, back to Toronto from Buffalo, but uh, Buffalo shined and, you know, hope they get some good uh, exhibition games, you know, or some special games or who even knows, there might be a push for them uh, to, to get uh, a team that might uh, relocate, but we'll see what happens. In the and and Noomski, we've both been to that stadium. That's a beautiful stadium. Absolutely. You know, it's a shame. It really is a beautiful stadium out there. And they have hotel rooms. And, you know, that was great back in the days. They, 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 they have, they, when you get a hotel room out there, they tell you, you cannot have sex in the windows, which I think is, <laughs> they, which is great. Which is great. Cause you know, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. I was like, wow, we get a hotel. Oh yeah. You know, ah, oh, we can't oh, come on. No way. Yeah. But they, that is a really a beautiful stadium out there. And it, it's, it's really nice. Like I said, you have hotel. You have a hotel in the stadium, so right. you can get a room and watch the game from your room, which I think is hot. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, good that they're going back, but not really good because you know it's, it's there's going to be a problem with it later on. And Toronto should have just took care of this from the beginning. You know, they they screwed it up with the, the NHL. I mean, it kind of favored for them because they won the, the the Stanley Cup, but it really it shouldn't have been. Now they're doing this to Toronto, so let, let's hopefully they they can stick with it and hopefully the numbers go down and that they you could have the whole season there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tough guy. We're going to, uh, we're, uh, on third heading home. Couple of last stories. Want to give uh, shout outs and uh, rest in peace to a couple of guys. First guy, Paul Parlette Orndorff known to the world as Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff from the old WWE days. One of the best pile drivers in the game. He passed away, uh, this past week and, uh, sports world and wrestling world in particular, um, gave their flowers to, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, your thoughts, tough guy. Yeah, that's it's, it's a sad day. I mean, we haven't really touched on the wrestling. I mean, we're old school wrestlers here. Um, my heart goes out to his family. Uh, my condolences. Um, we watched him. And, you know, it's funny. We saw a few years back, he looked a little sick. Um, well, and I would say more a few, few years. I think he had a stroke. Um, and a lot of times those guys, you know, they were doing a lot of stuff back in those days, you know, they were huge, you know, they were cut up and, you know, they were all taken. There was no, re there's no regulation in, 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 you know, on that. And, you know, the stuff is just better now than it was then, but, um, we loved them. We watched them, you know, yeah, we, we was, you know, hours and hours at a time just sitting there watching wrestling, you know, and we knew it was fake, but we didn't care. We enjoyed it. And, you know, again, my condolences to Paul Ondorf, uh, one of, one of my favorite wrestlers. So definitely rest in peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same thing here. I love how he used to brush people off with the hand there yeah, when he's yeah. trying to buy some extra time. One of the greatest uh, in-ring performers uh, as well. And, um, you know, him and Bobby the Brain Heenan and all those guys. Uh, I think he attacked uh, Hulk Hogan one time. I think that that was great. But, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that we'll look up on YouTube and uh, rest in peace uh, to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes. And then uh, another guy, not from the world of sports, uh, he wasn't doing too well. And, you know, we thought that he was going to pull through, but uh, the rapper and DJ, uh, Biz Markey, uh, passed away uh, this, uh, this week uh, as well. Uh, one of the greatest beatboxers, one of the greatest freestyle rhymers. And to me, one of the guys who was not only an MC, but also was a DJ and did uh, Hellify Parties, man. Man, this Markey passed away, bro. Yeah, I, it, 57. That's that, you know, 
for you young guys that you say that's old. No, for us older guys, that's young. <laughs> it really Absolutely. is. Um, you know, he, he was a pioneer of, of, of hip hop. And, you know, it, it's sad, you know, you hear that happening, you know, for us, you know, for, for, for myself and, and for, for Brother Nooski, you know, it, it hits us hard. You know, we, we, we listen to these guys and great guys. And back then, you know, music was just simple. It really was just simple. You know, we, 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 how many times we in the car running, rolling down in Buffalo or, or New York or whatever, and we got Bismarcky on. And even now, to this day, we still listen to a lot of the old school, you know. So, again, my condolences to his family. And, um, uh, rest in peace, Bismarcky. Absolutely. Tough year for hip hop, man. Yes. DMX. Yes. Prince Marky D, Black Rob, Shot G from Digital Underground, and now Biz Marky, man. Tough, tough year, man. And listen, the year's not over yet. So, you know, it's a shame that we got to come down to this. But, you know, just some some real good some names that just passed. Exactly. My friend, we're going to wrap it up here. Give me that uh, score that's in progress right now. Is it still 2 So we got, we no, it's three zip, top of the six. Um, it, Alex Core is running on the field. There's a problem. There's, there's some arguing. There's some fighting going on there. Um, real quick, my friend, I wanted to do this real quick. I'm going to just uh, uh, run this down real quick. Um, I want to do is... That's um, right. What you sipping on? I'm sipping on... And a, a good friend of mine came over a couple weeks ago. Not nah, I say a month ago. Um, and I want to do this. On, I try and get it every so often. Because, you know, you and I are both... We're not experts, but we're drinkers. We love Absolutely. to drink. Yes. And um, he came over. We wind up going to the liquor store trying to get something. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a smoker. I love cigars. And you too are a cigar. I'm not an avid smoker. But, you know, the weekend's come and I like to pull out a cigar and I like to have a drink and watch one of the games. Absolutely. So um, what he picked out for me was a Yamato. It's whiskey. Um, we had some some heavy duty cigars that day. And let me tell you something. Well, money spent on this is delicious. Delicious. I'm not a big whiskey guy. I would say I'm more of a tequila guy. But this right here worth every penny. It's a little bit over $100. I'm sipping on it now as we speak. And I tell you, I, I, I can't drink it no more because every time I do drink this when I'm watching the team that I want to play, they lose. I watched <laughs> this for game seven with uh, Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee. They lost. Got twisted out of our mind. Real good cigars. This is actually very good. So if anyone out there decides that they want to try some of this, yes, again, it's, it's $100. And you say, ah, listen, well worth it. You will definitely sip on this and it's nice. It's chilled. You can chill it. Drink it with a cigar. Or you just drink it straight up. Very good. So I definitely recommend it. So that that was that was definitely. And I had this again on Saturday night. And of course, Philly um, Phoenix lost. So again, I'm not going to drink this if I want the team to win. I got to go a different route. Gotcha. If you could sip that and then um, turn on the Marlins Nats game, I would appreciate that. Just a little sip for all three games. I, I definitely will. I will definitely do that during the week, and I, I I'll definitely let you know how that works out. Gotcha. So give me that name one more time. This is Japanese whiskey. Yes, it's Yamato. And unfortunately, we're not. We're not. We're just on vocal right now. We're going to be on YouTube soon enough. And it's whiskey. Yamato whiskey. This one is. Um, it's a special edition. Very good. I, I mean, I tell you, there's some some alcohols. They they taste like ass. And this one far <laughs> from it. This one is excellent. Very good. And again, if anyone out there who wants to just sit back and have a smoke or just drink and watch the games. I recommend this highly to, to anybody. Listen, if you, all eight of my, my followers decide to come over, we all can have a sip of it too. That's, and, and let me explain something to you because you know a lot of people say, tell me, oh, listen, I'd rather have eight people that listen to us that are buy hard, die hard fans than 20,000 that just put us on there just to put us on there. No, <laughs> listen, and I test everybody. Let me tell you, I test everybody. So now when I go up to somebody and I says, well, what was the drink that I said? And if they don't know, I'm cutting them off. 
I'm telling you right now. So this is this is a quiz that's gonna happen. You want I'm gonna ask what did I say on July 18th was the drink to drink when you don't want your team to lose. And if you tell me any other drink besides this, I'm cutting you off. So that's that that's that's my that's my thing for for this week. Gotcha, gotcha. There will be a quiz. Now listen, uh, I'm gonna go through these handles. I think you got some new handles. So yes, I'll yes. do mine and then you tell me your new handles. Instagram, we're at Tough Guy Podcast, and I'm at Bam Bam Bishop One. Do you have a new IG handle? Yes, I do. It okay. is it's capital T, capital G underscore BX Legend. So it's Tough Guy underscore BX legend. That's my new Instagram. I'm going to go with that one because just because, and a lot of people I have a a different account and it's just more confusing. So this one I have here. So if anyone wants to reach out to me, you go through that one. You want a little alcohol, you want a little sports talk, whatever you want. I, like I said, if it's, if it's negative, you can get in contact with Nookie. I don't want to hear that shit. By all (laughs) means, you can send me the homing pigeons. You can email me, whatever you want to do. That's fine. But the, the, the new, the new name is as T G underscore BX legend. Got it. At TG underscore BX legend. All right. On Twitter, we're at tough guy sports one and you're at BX legend 281. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right, cool. We got that one. And then email for all feedback, tough guy podcast at gmail.com tough guy podcast at gmail.com. And of course you can hit me up. Bam, bam, bishop one at gmail.com bam, bam, bishop one at gmail.com. My friend, another episode under our belt. By the time we uh, get back together next week, we'll have a uh, NBA champion. We'll see how this goes. And uh, we're uh, getting closer and closer to training camp as well, my friend. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Yes, yes. We're going to start doing, we're going to start breaking down each division uh, each week, going through the players. Uh, we also have our, our fantasy football coming into play. That's all going to be another. So as, as the season goes on, especially with the fantasy football, we will have guest appearances on, on Nookie's part and on my part. So uh, please stay by. It's, it's going to be lots of fun, lots of, lots of fire, lots of fire. Woo. So I keep drinking this shit, I'm going to be in flames. Woo! <laughs> i tell you that right now. So <laughs> Good to see you, my friend. And Likewise, uh, likewise. And again, everyone out there, thank you so much for supporting us. I, we really do appreciate it. You know, it does make our lives so much easier when we know people are actually listening you know so thanks again to 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 everybody who who takes the time out of this busy day because we all have things to do to 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 listen to us you know and it it, it, you know thank you to to everyone who's to eric to to bam bam my my friend here because without him this would not be happening so my hat's off to you to eric and for all our supporters out there thank you very much for, for all of this Appreciate you, my friend. Same here. Likewise with you. Thank you for uh, bringing the fire and heat. Your boy was uh, down a little bit, had some coffee, got pumped up, so I feel like I'm ready to go. Shit, you have a shot with me if you want. Damn, if you came over (laughs) here right now, we finish this bottle. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) Uh, We'll be finishing uh, some shots uh, in the next uh, podcast, but as soon as we click off, man, I'm going to go and uh, finish up on this uh, Yankees game, see what's going on, and uh, see what happens uh, this week in sports. So, Whenever you want to get the 411, the tough guys, the blue collar perspective on sports, check us out on this episode. Check out everything on our social, our bio. All episodes are available. Just Google us or go to Simplecast, type in Tough Guy Sports Radio, and uh, you'll get uh, all our episodes. So, again, thanks uh, for your support. We're moving forward in another episode under our belt. Thank you, my friend, and I will talk to you during the week, and we'll be right back here next week. Yes, definitely will. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.